Good morning. We have a precious opportunity to cultivate the path of awakening with conducive circumstances. A place dedicated to, a sacred place dedicated to supporting this important activity, life-changing activity, transformative activity. So encouraging us to take full advantage. that relatively speaking we have less responsibility than usual. We have kindred spirits. Who appreciate this need from time to time to release our preoccupation with external activity and duties for the sake of turning within and exploring what runs us, what propels us, what generates the texture of our life. So to encourage ourselves to begin again, whatever happened yesterday, whatever even happened last night, whether it's with dreams or monumentally challenging day, yesterday's a memory. Tomorrow is unknown. This afternoon is unknown. But as our teachers used to say again and again in our monastic life, And now is the knowing. Now. Oh, but but, but yesterday this happened and that happened and that probably means that this and that. Speculation. Encouraging us to trust that we can meet this moment as we develop these tools, contemplative tools that are inherent in our nature. They're not alien. It's a question of just recognizing them, using them as part of this storehouse of this mysterious heart that we share. The Buddha gave some similes for this practice we're doing of cultivating samadhi, gatheredness. Important similes, images, that can help us get a perspective on what we're doing. Quoting from the Buddha, having abandoned these five hindrances, 
afflictions of the mind that weaken our wisdom, secluded from sense pleasures, secluded from from unwholesome states. The practitioner enters and dwells in the first jhana, the first level of peace, which is accompanied by thought, vitaka, and examination, vichara, with rapture and happiness, born of seclusion, born of viveka, as we withdraw here on retreat. The practitioner makes this rapture and happiness born of seclusion drench, steep, fill, and pervade this body so that there is no part of the whole body that is not pervaded by the rapture and happiness born of seclusion, just as a skilled bathman or bathman's apprentice heaps bath powder into a bronze basin and sprinkling it gradually with water, kneads it until the moisture wets the ball of bath powder, soaks it, pervades it inside and out, yet the ball itself does not drip. So too a practitioner makes this rapture and happiness born of seclusion drench steep, fill, pervade this whole body so that there is no part of our whole body that is not pervaded by the rapture and happiness born of seclusion. We might think, oh, that can't apply to me. Yes, it can. It's a natural state. Withdrawing. Consciously, we've made the effort to come on retreat. Just as that Buddha withdrew from the festival. Didn't have to hate it. withdrew then turn the mind in it says abandoning these five hindrances the wanting the not wanting the heaviness the dullness agitation the doubts not saying to crush them, but we let them be. We're abandoning as a gesture that preoccupation with having to keep dwelling on what we want, what we don't want. Just as that uh, young child withdrew under the tree. So in a moment, in a moment we just say, not now. It's not rejecting anything and returning the heart here. This bath powder heaped, it's all 
That's how they took baths in the old days. They didn't necessarily have just running hot water. The bath man would uh, eat the water and have special powder, which maybe had crystals, fragrant crystals, cleansing crystals, with particularities, pieces. It's how our body is at first, when we come to it. Some parts that just seem far away, others that are overactive, overheated, others that are pained. Sprinkling water into the powder are those moments of attention, of awareness, as awareness touches the separative body. And then needs, the bathman's needing the moisture. Those hands that are needing, that's the the in and the out breath and the vichara, that part of our awareness that's receptive and feeling into our body. We notice, like our hands notice a little particle, but as the moisture's there and there's kneading and rubbing it, there's an alchemy, a transformation. And there becomes a connection between the different parts. Just as when we're warming up with the qigong, when we're gathering into the awareness, the shoulders, the arms, the breath. We begin to get a sense of how the different parts are connected. the bronze bowl. That's the, the heart, the awareness, the, the recept, the container. It's all within the heart, all within that bowl. Breathing in long, breathing out long, we arrive. And since this body, the in-breath and the out-breath, the functional aspect of the breath is where we notice the air entering and leaving, perhaps, the nostrils, or the expanding of the chest and contraction, or the rise and fall of the belly. But that is just one dimension of the breath. As we've been discussing, the breath carries the vitalizing principle into all the tissue of the body. The whole body is breathing. The way that we feel the body, the tingling, the vibration, the warmth, that's all part of the breath energy. So someone was asking, If one is with the felt sense, is is that okay or is there an advantage on being with the breath? The felt sense or the feeling body, the energy body, is another way of talking about the subtle breath, the vibratory breath. 
the expanding and contracting of the air in and air out nourishes and feeds and is connected to that felt sense of the body. As we arrive, then there might be a a place where we naturally are more comfortable being with this body, sitting, breathing. It might just be at the nostrils. It might just be that felt sense of our body sitting, the sense there is sitting. It might be at that gentle expanding and contracting of the belly. That sometimes is called the short breath. We're not following the pathway. (coughs) Receiving. However that manifests in this bowl of awareness. The texture. The feeling tones. The movement. As the vichara, the heart is feeling into that area. If the mind wanders at all, it, it returns or we use. In fact, it's really helpful to use that stabilizing, rhythmic, directed phrase in, out, or bud, to. or whichever word or phrase can help us remember. Remember this whole deep first level of calm is, is, includes a word or phrase. doesn't disturb it. Peacefully I breathe in. Peacefully I breathe out. Just a whisper in the background. Not controlling the breath, but harmonizing with it. As the receptive awareness feels into the body. And then training ourselves to be sensitive to the whole body. That gets to this bath-man analogy. As the awareness widens, and feels into the rest of the body, we'll notice some parts more prominent and painful and maybe blocked, others more easeful, others maybe more dull and numb. Let that feeling into awareness. Notice that as we breathe in and as we breathe out, a softening, a widening. The ball doesn't drip because all the awareness is returning to the body. This state is born of viveka, of letting the world go. So that the energy, rather than being sprayed out, is returning, mingling, suffusing, connecting. So there's a natural movement in this level of abiding. Mm -hmm. 
as the awareness is feeling into the knees and back, heart, head, relaxing on the out-breath, subtly brightening on the in-breath. enjoying. But what if it's painful and tired? Well, that's one of those crystals that is sprinkled and blessed as we breathe in, that part of the felt sense. We cherish that, allow that, relax into that, so that little by little the energy builds. Like standing by the sea when the waves come in and out. In and out. Sometimes in the morning after people have played and even some places brought their vehicles down and raced and there's all sorts of tracks and trenches and footprints and distortion. Sometimes the way we our body feels when my God, who's had a party here? We come back to our body. It's devastation. But the body is just like that beach when the way it takes time though, come in and out. In and out, brushing that beach, soothing that beach, calming that beach. Have you ever noticed that after a time, those trillions of grains of sand, when they've been smoothed with the in tied in and out as the water sinks down and pulls back out, that it aligns, smooths, harmonizes so that that vast beaches, the trillions of grains of sand are as one. Ekagata. There still might be a boulder jutting out. And no matter how calm we get, sometimes there's still some part of the body that maybe is not quite how we want it to be. But we're getting the sense for the elements becoming more blended, harmonized. enjoying, just being. Abandoning the hindrances. But what if they come visiting? Or what if they never left? We're not panicking. We're not worrying. They are teachers, and we're building every moment of presence, of noticing this is how it is, accumulates the power of mindfulness. We notice a, the mind's not staying here, it's wanting. Oh, I want to go see the snow. It's so rare, it's so... Don't get this in California. 
and we can just say, not now. Oh no, but it's, look, look how calm it is right now. I promise you, we'll go have a look later. It's just developing some agility. This is the vichara, some agility. We see the desire. Is it life-threatening? Always having to, every time a little desire comes, we have to go running around. It's like being a slave. We might think it's free, but it's like being a slave. It's like having a fever. So a, a not now is not a rejection. We can be kind, but it's the learning to develop the agility to feel that impulse, but for the sake of. composure, for deepening. We practice also letting be, letting go and returning to in and out or whatever skillful thing we want to do. This is called training the heart, training our thoughts. A directed thought like I'm sitting brings us back. If it's really persistent and that happens sometimes, then I, another useful tool the Buddha gave us is sometimes just give ourselves a little Dhamma talk. It doesn't have to be long. Just reflect. Where does this lead? If I'm always wanting to be somewhere else, I'll never go deeply into the moment. It's a, it's a fever. I have to always want something. It's like being in debt. The Buddha said, like being in prison. Like being ill. So that's another way that sometimes we can then just subdue it. We don't also have to crush or get rid of we can learn just not to pay it attention. It can still be there. The odd thought about wanting to do this, wanting to do that, wondering what's for lunch. Just like we can allow the birds to fly through. We don't have to focus on it. It's like sometimes if you, when I was learning to ride a bike and if you see a a stone, and I don't want to hit it, I don't want to hit it, but you're looking at it. I don't want to hit it, I don't, I don't want to hit it, and you drive right into it. We learn to look around. We learn to ignore. We don't have to worry about suppression. This is not a rigid position. This is agility. How we look right at things, we can learn to look around the space around. And if things are just really, if it's really a, a, a mood, a doubt, this is true of all the hindrances, a worry that's just pervasive. Again, we don't have to, to panic. That's our opportunity just to be patient. Be interested. What's feeding this? It's 
Sometimes just being able to, to name, wow, that's, that's doubt. No, it's not just doubt. I don't know what to do. I mean, we're hearing all these instructions and look at it this way, look at it that way, up at the nose, down at the belly, inside, outside. Doubt. We might not have an answer, but we notice the doubt. We give it a, a field, let it, let it be. Interested on what's perpetuating it. Seeing if we can little by little relax it. The Buddha gave the images like someone walking can think, I don't have to keep walking fast, I can walk slow. Or I can stand. I can sit down. I can even lie down. Sometimes if we really feel afflicted, this sort of agility of patiently listening to and relaxing the sankhara is not a waste of time. The patterns of the mind are being revealed. And we're developing the opposite quality. To be with agitation for a moment, there has to be a non-agitated part of us we connect with. A kind, patient part that's always back in the depth of the heart. And we can still, even if there do seem to be Afflictions, sense, how is this impacting the body? We can use our phrase or the sacred name to help us have moments of just again returning to the body so that we have some agility. That's then when a long in-breath and a long out-breath help us return. Sometimes we're just trying too hard. We really find ourselves stuck. Sometimes it's useful just to say, I quit. I'm not meditating. We're still sitting here. But that's useful. I'm not trying. If I give up. Notice there's still awareness without even trying. There's still listening. There's still the sense of a body sitting. That subtle effort It's a very important one to know. It's almost like an effortless effort. That sense of the body, alive, sitting, that's a subtle breath that's vibrating. What's called vayodatu, the air element. That's what the breath is, the air element. It's that which moves. Not only the wind outside, but the, the winds inside and the subtle currents of energy and feeling tones.
So exploring stronger effort, weaker effort. Agility. Occasionally, and the Buddha said, use it sparingly, but occasionally, if something is just really persistent, especially if it seems dangerous, it's something that's just taking us into not a good place, we can try using a little stronger will and just say no. The image was of wrestling, like a strong man wrestled someone. We don't want that to be our only gear. That's why the just the not now and the reflecting on the dangers, the learning to look around things, the patience, those are all very important skillful responses to that which would pull us out of just letting go of the world. But we should also have in our toolbox a no. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to dwell there. Just to, to get, sometimes that can really just help. I know where this takes me. It's not good. No. Whatever's happening, remember. Vimuttisarasabedama, that whatever is manifesting in the heart, its essence is free, boundless. This luminous heart is always here. It's obscured when we are contracted around some affliction, some thought, some worry. We can even practice letting go, not knocking out, but letting go of trying to get somewhere else and give ourselves permission to be here. Now, each in-breath is a gift bringing life force. Each out-breath is an opportunity to soften, feel the support of Mother Earth, and rest in this timeless ground of our nature. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.